This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you for downloading the Whole Radio Weekly Podcast. This is a recording of a live show broadcast every Monday night from 8 o'clock. If you want your message to be included on the next show, you can email us during the week at radio at homesdale.net. Please note the phone lines are now closed. Yo. Hi, welcome along. My name is Chris Hambling. (laughs) Thanks, Mikey. Thanks for that there. And uh, with me today, uh, we have back from his uh, break from McDonald's last week, we have Ben Nagel. Hi, Ben. Hello. Hello, mate. And uh, we have our resident Palace Radio superstar, John Burgess. Hi, John. Evening. Evening, indeed. Uh, also with us today, uh, fresh and lively from a day of work, we have Albert. Hi, Albert. All right. Yeah, not too bad. Lurking in the background is uh, Aaron Mitchell, who's uh, going to be helping Mikey out. And uh, also lurking in the background, you'll know him, know him as Pride of South London, but it's Mark. Hi, Mark. Evening all. All right, and uh, we'll be asking Mark a few questions as we go, and uh, and he'll help us out with a new feature we have later on. Okay, as always, we'd like you to get in contact with us. Um, you can add us on Skype. It's adhomesdale.net to Skype and give us a call direct there. You can email us at radio at homesdale.net. You can ring us. It's 0208-123-1646. That's a local rate, and we'll come out of your bundle. You can text us a very short message on 81696. Start your message with TXT space Eagles. And on t- we're on our Twitter as well. Start your message with at Hull Radio, and the Twitter feed is twitter.com forward slash Hull Radio. Okay, it's, uh, first thing we're going to do for you today is, um, is talk about the, the Derby game. And a uh, topic of discussion for later on 
is going to be uh, on David Wright, which I'm sure you'll be happy to know, Mark. Um, they, the, the general question that has certainly not occurred to anyone yet is, have, David's Wright's, have David Wright's performances been good enough to keep him in the team? Uh, there's obviously a thread on Homestead about that, but if you've got any direct opinions on that, do send them to us. And just a quick note, we're, we're pushing for 100 followers on Twitter. We're up to 84 at the moment. If you're on Twitter, do follow us. It's twitter.com forward slash radio. Okay, we're going to talk about the Derby game now, and uh, first thing we're going to do is start with a quick montage of the key moments. Welcome to Selhurst Park in the sunshine. A big game for both these sides, Crystal Palace and Derby County. Palace just above the relegation places. Derby have been in free fall, but they did pick up a victory last week against Swansea at Pride Park. Good taste about the way Palace moved the ball around. Played off by Dickagoy. Still going here, Vaughan. Blocked by Frank Fielding. Right across goal from Stefan Everson. No one able to get a touch in the centre. Plenty of players forward there for Crystal Palace. James Vaughan slid in and brave goalkeeper by Fielding. We are relieved with a point, you know, I felt it was a... Uh... I thought it was a deserved point. I don't think we should have won the game, but I felt we could have got something out of the game in terms of opportunities in the first half. You know, there was a few opportunities in the first half that, you know, they go in and it's a different game, but to be 2-1 down and whatever it was, five minutes to go and to get a point, I'm, I'm actually delighted with that. Uh, you know, we've been presented with a, a situation today that it's never been. We've never been behind like this at home, you know, behind twice at home. And to fight back the way we did... Uh, you know, tells you something else about the squad, which was pleasing, really. Well, exactly. That's what, I mean, it, it taught me something else today, you know, you know, in terms of, as I say, we've been pegged back twice and we still don't give up. And, you know, with a relegation sort of side that we are right now, you know, you have that kind of spirit and kind of never say die kind of thing. Well, I think, you know, we'll put us, uh, we'll put us up the league that we need to be with the kind of points, you know, that'll, that's worth points in itself. Just two wins in 13 for Derby prior to this. Steve Davis trying to bustle his way through. This is Bueno. Just needed a couple of touches there. Bueno pulls it back. Chance for Pearson! Derby County take the lead. Stephen Pearson gets the goal, but... It was well played by Alberto Bueno, who held the ball up, spotted Pearson in space. Great goal by Dean, great strike, you know. So he's got he's got that in him, his record as well tells you that as well, you know. He has got a few goals in him each year, so it's a great, lovely strike. I think, you know, equal to the guy that struck the second goal for them, you know, it was two wonderful strikes. Uh, so you've seen a couple of decent strikes, you know, today. By Ambrose, the free kick. Driven in! And a wonderful strike by Dean Moxie. Midway through the first half, Crystal Palace are back on level terms. Moxie's free kick wasn't cleared. Header from Barker. Well, kindly for Moxie, sat up really nicely for it. Yeah, well, I, f I felt, you know, in terms of the start, it was, it was, it was a strange day because it wasn't a great start from us, you know, and we went to go behind and we picked ourselves up and I felt we were really looked strong, you know, and then we got the equaliser. I felt in the first half we can go in and win this in the second half, you know. You know, I can't criticise my players really because we didn't really get going, but you've got to give credit to Derby. I think Derby, you know, 
they were a good outfit, organised, and a lot of know-how, they had a lot of players, a lot of nouts in there, and they knew how to control the game, and that's what kind of made us uh, feel second best in certain situations, you know, but again, I'm happy with a point, we take a point with five minutes to go, I'll take that, and I think, to you, in all honesty, I think it's a even, really, a point each is, is about how it, how it should have went. Give it away to Brayford, the groans around Southhurst Park, Savage, Ward, Struck it well, Jamie Ward! Wonderful strike! And Derby County retake the lead. Just his second goal since joining on loan from Sheffield United. And a wonderful strike it is as well from Jamie Ward. Picked out by Robbie Savage. There seemed little danger as he strode forward. Yeah, exactly. Well, again, there's a lot of little pleasing things in today's uh, dressing room. The Darren taking it, you know, you know you've got a guy who can step up a minute to go, a couple of minutes to go and, and get your point. And you know you get Danji there driving his on, never seeing KG driving his on, you know, so you know, I'm I'm, I'm not as disappointed as uh, the result because I've seen certain positives within that, that, that game today. James Vaughan has got the flu, you know, he's also hurt his back as well. He feels he's, he felt his back the whole week this week, so you know, he had the cold all week and his back's been playing him up as well, so you know, at half time he told me that he's, he's I don't know if his back's through stiff after a cold, it's stiffened up or it's, you know, wasn't too sure, but I decided to be fine actually well, I keep keep him on. Turned on by Pearson. This is green again, another of those surging forward runs. Great chance for Theo Robinson. And he missed a good opportunity in the game against Swansea last week and he's missed another one here. Maybe a little bit more time than he thought as Claude Davis tried to get across. Yeah. I don't really Oh, I, just, you know, I don't really look what the other teams are doing. I just feel if we can, you know, get a few results at home, it will, it will take us away from that. And I just felt today's game, you know, I delighted with the point because we didn't play fantastically well. And, you know, it's never mind what other teams do. But I think when you look back at the season, the, the time I've been in charge, and you see that there's, there's a characters there that put points on the board. And we've got match winners. So, you know, what I've seen today is maybe not, you know, a game that I think will look. You know, we can get three points. I've seen today that's an attitude that we'll, we'll never say, we'll never lie down, and we can take a lot from that. So I don't really look at Sheffield United and what Scunthorpe Preston are doing. I don't know the results. I just know that my players have shown me something today that I'm pleased with, not performance wise, but spiritual wise. You know, they've, they've showed me something that I'm, I can sit, I can sit okay tonight with. By Cunyago. He's falling to a bit of space here for Neil Dance. Taking on Paul Green and goes over in the Green's challenge. It's a penalty. Referee Jonathan Moss had a good look at that. Decided that Dan's was caught by Green just there. Darren Ambrose then with a chance to level things up. Goal number seven this season for Darren Ambrose. And with just two minutes to go, you certainly feel Palace now will hang on for a point. Derby will be disappointed to have conceded so late. Yes, and we're undefeated for a long, long time at this place. You know, it's a very, very hard place to come, and that just shows you kind of Derby's quality that they've got. You know, Derby were not that long ago up the top six of the table, I think. So it shows you the kind of quality they've gotten. You know, you can't underestimate them. You know, when they came here, they done very well. I thought, but we didn't get beat. Have a very good side, so we're taking a point and we'll move on. Alice going in search of a winner. A long throw comes in. This is Ambrose. Takes it to the byline, but too many white shirts back inside their own penalty area. As the full-time whistle goes, an entertaining game at Selhurst Park. It's finished Palace 2, Derby 2.
We want to hear from you right now. Call us on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email. Radio at homestale.net. Hi and welcome back. Don't forget you can get in touch with us directly. It's uh, radio at homesdale.net by email. You can add us on Skype. Just add homesdale.net and give us a call. The phone number is 0208 123 1646. You can text us on 81696. Short message. Start it with TXT space Eagles. And you can send us a message on Twitter with uh, including at Hull Radio in your message. And the subject we're talking about later on is is David Wright and his performances and whether they're good enough to keep him in the team. OK, we're going to talk Derby County match now. And uh, most of us, I think, went to the game. And um, really, I'm going to start you with the sort of notable performers in, in the in the two-wall draw. Um, better first half than it was a second half, I think. But uh, certainly my, my usual favourite, and I'm going to start getting a reputation about this. But once again, Dean Moxie, I thought, was superb. Um Usually you can rely on Anthony Gardner, but I thought he was quite shaky. And uh, if anything, I think perhaps missed Paddy uh, alongside him there. And so I know it's a bone of contention for some people. Uh, I thought Dan's had a very, very good game. Um, certainly looking back to his usual self. And uh, and an under the weather Vaughan uh, was, was a threat while he was on the pitch. And uh, sort of those are those are the people I'll probably bring up. And um, I think you're going to talk a little bit about tactics, John. Yeah, it was a bit of a strange one, to be honest. Um, I think, uh, in general, it was much more free-flowing style that we had uh, than we have in recent matches. Maybe that was the mm. class of the opposition we were facing. Uh, I'm not sure that it necessarily all came off, to be to be quite honest. It was a bit hit and miss. Um, we played periods of the game like we were Alan Brazil, and periods <laughs> of the game like we were Brazil Nut. It was... Um, <laughs> it, it, was pretty, it was pretty bizarre. I mean, really, Dougie sets out his stall... Pretty much the same every every week, doesn't he? Really, I think he yeah. just uh, goes try, tries to keep it as relatively uh, tight at the back as possible and lets the the flair players do what what they do. And so, oh, really, sorry, was, John, was no surprises on that front. Sorry, John, I'm struggling to work out which is the worst of a Brazil and an Alan Brazil. Can you shed any light on that for me? Well, I'm going to take a straw poll here. <laughs> uh, Alan Brazil was the worst thing in the world ever. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I think that pretty much sums it up. All right, that's uh, <laughs> that's great, John. Um, ben, substitutions. Um, obviously, mm, yeah. Jermaine Easter's probably the one that, that crops up first. Um, what were your thoughts on, on those? Yeah, obviously, Easter was the first one who came on for Vaughan, as you've mentioned, obviously. A bit, bit of an injury, a bit of an illness, sorry, from Vaughan. He said after yeah. the game he, he had a bit of flu, so... In hindsight, there was nothing really we could have changed about that. East is always the first choice on the bench, and rightly so. Um, Kanyaga came on next in the 66th minute. Um, we know that Everson can't play the full 90 minutes, or he's struggling for fitness. Obviously, that will be improving the more he trains, the more he plays. But yeah, uh, Kanyaga came on next, just after their second goal, actually, as a kind of fresh legs to try and salvage the point from the game. Um, yeah. Obviously, we did get that. Whether whether Kanyago had anything to do with that is, is up to you. But and Zaha <laughs> was the third substitution for right in the 71st minute. Um, you know, it's another attacking substitution, but what else can you do when you're 2-1 down? I mean, it's, in my opinion, it's exactly the right substitutions, bar the fact that maybe uh, the new signing, Kemi Augustian, should have got a run out. But yeah. maybe it's possibly best to leave him to make his debut when we're not scrapping for a point at the end of the game. Yeah, he's a good yeah, player, I mean, but we do need to start using him while we can. Yeah, it's, it's a good point you make. I've, I felt he should have come on, come on against QPR instead of Zaha, but, but yesterday mm, yeah. I thought Zaha was probably the, the best of the substitutes. It was only when I was watching the highlights again today to remind myself of it, I actually saw 
was, was in the build up to the, the goal, he was an absolutely stunning touch to take the ball out of the air by Zahar that actually started to move. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna, um, gonna go over to, to, uh, Albert and talk about Derby's best players and, and I'd imagine that Jamie Ward's strike might come up in that. But, uh, but what are your thoughts, Albert? Yeah, obviously, Jamie Ward's strike was a bit of a wonder goal. Don't really need to talk too much about that. Uh, but I thought, um, I thought Sean Barker at the back for them was quite good. Um, yeah. fairly solid in his own box and was a bit of a threat in our box as well. Um, oh, bit, bit, sorry, mate, there's a bit of static on your mic there, but uh, it sounded like you were slowly descending underwater to join Aaron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're all right now, though, mate. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, 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 Sean, no, Sean Barker. Yeah, Sean Barker was probably the best of their, their bet. He did clear that one off the line. It was a, uh, yeah, yeah, very, very strong player, I think. But not Robbie Savage, no? No, nothing, 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 we're not, we're not getting a great deal of, uh, sense out of you at the moment for your mic, from your mic. So we'll, we'll leave you a sh- we'll leave you a short while, buddy, and come back to you in a little bit. Okay, um, uh, in terms of, of man of the match, we can all probably give us our own, but the first thing I'm going to do is, is ask John what he thought the, the atmosphere was like during the game. I think, to be honest, it matched, it matched the game. It was, uh, it was up and down. I think, um, once we were, I think its lowest ebb was sort of after they, after they scored, which is um, after they scored their second driver, which has been strange for us because normally that sort of really boosted our resolve. But it's uh, it was it was strange. Um, I think people went into it with a, a lot of expectation, and um, yeah. I certainly didn't. But we were going to wipe the floor with them, to be honest. But um, yeah. once we got the uh, other than other than that sort of brief period, and once we, especially when we got the winner, it was uh, sort of the equaliser. It was a phenomenal atmosphere there. Yeah, yeah, I thought. Yeah, I mean, sort of right at the end, definitely. But it just for me, it, it seemed a little subdued. I think. Yeah, I think you're probably right to uh, to say it matched the game really. Um, I'm going to actually uh, bring in Mark now. Hopefully, surprise him a little bit. Are you still there, Mark? Hello. Hello. Hello, mate. Right. <laughs> Obviously, right, uh, mate. sorry, <laughs> you call me out then. Yeah, I thought I might have done. It's all right. It's ben, Ben's usually watching TV during the uh, during the show as well. <laughs> but um, no, all it was. Um, obviously, I saw you saw yourself before the game, and uh, just generally wondering of, of that that you remember. What were your general feelings on the match? I thought Derby were shocking, really, and uh, we should have put them to bed by half time. And uh, a couple of good saves, a bit unlucky, and a couple of. Uh, Occasions, woodwork, goal line clearances, that sort of thing. I think, uh, at the end of the day, we should have won it. Uh, at the end I of the day, I, I think everyone was glad that we got a point out of it. We don't score a lot of late mm. goals, but it was nice to, uh, to, to get the point in the end. But, uh, I thought they were one of the worst teams to Grace Sellers part this season. I, I think you've mm. summed that up pretty that, well, actually, mate. Go on, sorry, Ben. Yeah, on that point as well, um, Nick Gusset, something I read from him on the Homestyle this week, he said, would have won it had it not been for a defensive error, a stupendous wonder goal and a goal line clearance. I think that sums it up. They had it those does. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I still can't help feel personally that we were just a little disappointing. And I, I know Friedman sort of hinted as much that, that he felt we weren't at our best, but... I mean, it is when you look at it in, in isolation, I think we certainly should have won that game. No matter how badly we played, we could never have got anywhere near the level of, of Derby, who were just, like you say, Mark, one of the worst teams I've seen for many a year at Sellers. So, um, mm. 
to concede cut to. Out, yeah. If we cut the errors out, then uh, we'd be laughing, but that's been going on all season, so it's nothing. Yeah, I, think I think you're absolutely <clears throat> right. All season, we can, we can point to plenty of games, especially the sort of early away games under Burley, where we can, we can probably honestly say we had... We had plenty of, of opportunity to close out games. I can think of Leeds away straight away, where we've uh, where we've let ourselves down. But let's not get too depressed. Otherwise, uh, uh, I've just got to rest. What I'm going to quickly do, we've we've got a few sort of bits and pieces um, that we've taken off of, of, of Homesdale from the the back to the from the game thread, which is always uh, always an interesting visit after matches. Um, I don't want to go into to a massive amount of detail there, cause otherwise we will overrun. But I'm just going to pick uh, a post that Bubs made, uh, sort of two thirds of the way through that thread, really. And it just it just gives a little bit of perspective, because before that there was a bit of there's a few people sounding as down and depressed as we just sounded. And Bubs posted this, and, and bearing in mind he's actually posted similar stuff in sort of, should we say, criticism potentially of Dougie might be interpreted. He's given some nice context. He said. Um, Points tally of the bottom four since Dougie took over. Palace 17, Sheffield United 10, Scunthorpe 11, Preston 12. He says, if that continues, then we're laughing. I think most are agreed our form probably won't change drastically from now to the end of the season. Due to the way Dougie sets us up, we'll lose most of our away games, grind out points at home. The bottom three have been truly awful since the new year. The only worry is if, one of those, if any one of those three hits any kind of form. And he says, let's hope yesterday's results were just a blip. Obviously, that's Preston winning and Sheffield United winning. He says, Preston's form would have to be above average to overhaul the points difference, but if Sheffield United get going, I'm hiding under the bed again. But, I mean, the gist of that in there shows you we're, we're five points clear of, of in terms of form of, of any of our nearest rivals. So plenty of reason to be optimistic. Anyway, we'll, uh, what we'll do now is we'll go and uh, we'll give you the Palace news in brief. Crystal Palace captain and leukemia survivor Jeff Thomas is returning to Selhurst Park on Saturday the 2nd of April as part of a new campaign which he hopes will inspire people to use football to help beat blood cancer. Jeff is working with the charity Leukemia and Lymphoma Research to launch Football versus Blood Cancer. The campaign will be a num- one of a number of activities at the club's family day when they take on another of Jeff Thomas's former clubs, Barnsley. Red cards will be placed on every seat in the stadium and fans will be asked to hold them up before kickoff as part of Jeff's vision to give blood cancer the red card. Jeff will also talk to the crowd at halftime about his own cancer battle and his determination to help more patients survive. For more information, check the official site, www.cpfc.co.uk. It's not just those at the match who can help. Jeff is asking all football fans to donate £2 to help him beat blood cancers by texting Jeff to 70099. Standard network rate supply. Over to you, Ben. The club have received thanks from BBC Children in Need following the donation of £5,000 to the charity's recent appeal. The money was raised following fantastic generosity from Palace supporters who bid to win the unique shirts worn by the players in the match against Sheffield United at Bramall Lane last year. The club passed on their thanks to everybody who bid in aid of such a worthy cause. Albert. 
Thank you, Ben. Six. That's six. Crystal Palace players have been called up to international duty this week. Wilfred Zaha has been named in the England Under-19 squad. Lewis Price has retained his place in the Wales squad. 17-year-old John Williams is again picked for the Welsh Under-21s. And Sean Scannells gets his place in the Republic of Ireland Under-21 squad. Stefan Everson has been recalled to the squad for Norway against Denmark. And finally, KG has likely to feature in South Africa's crucial 2011 Africa Cup of Nations qualifier against Egypt. John. Thanks, Albert. Two youngsters were sent out on loan last week. Nathaniel Finney has joined Braintree Town on a one-month loan and Charlie Olness has moved to Lewis on loan until Wednesday 30th of March. 20-year-old Finney scored on his debut in Braintree's 1-1 draw at St. Albans City, playing the full 90 minutes and only being denied a winner by some top goalkeeping. Olness was unable to prevent Lewis from being hammered 5-1 by Farnborough. Olness was said to have shown some neat touches and grew into the game for the struggling Sussex side. Over to you, Chris. That sounds grand, John. Thank you very much. And finally, Wilfred Zaha was nominated for the Football League Young Player of the Year for the Championship alongside Adam Thompson of Watford and Connor Wickham of Ipswich Town. Wickham was the eventual winner, but congratulations go to Wilfred for being nominated, for which he should be very, very proud. That was Palace News in Brief. Want to hear from you right now? Call us on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email radio at homesdale.net. Hi, welcome back to Homesdale Radio. And uh, we're lucky enough to have on the line Ryan Innes, who's uh, an academy defender who hopefully you'd all have heard of. Um, hi, Ryan, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Much appreciated. And uh, we're just going to. Run through some some basic questions for you. Get people to know a little bit more about you, what yeah, you've been great. up to, and uh, yeah, and we'll take it from there. I mean, the first thing is just is just to sort of hear a little bit about yourself. Um, how old are you, uh, and what position you play? Yeah, I'm a 15 year old centre half, currently playing up for the youth team from the under 16s. Mm. And you've uh, been playing under 18s this year as well, haven't you? Uh, well, most yeah, I've year. been playing yeah all season since I went away. Was lucky enough to go away pre season. Thanks for Gary, is it? And I've just been kicking on from from then. Yeah, that's got to be pretty encouraging for you. Okay, um, Ben, I'll uh, hand you over for the next question. Okay, yeah. Ryan, who's your footballing hero? Who do you really look up to and want to play like? Well, I've recently changed my mind. I've been watching a lot of Ryan Shawcross lately since I've, well, I haven't been playing centre half all my life, so I've been I really take the Ryan Shawcross at the moment. So yeah. Mm. And who do you support, Ryan? I support Arsenal and a bit of Cholton, which is not going to go down great, but yeah. Oh, dear. Cut <laughs> oh. him off. Cut him off quickly. Hang on. <laughs> is there anyone else we can call? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll forgive you that for now. Uh, Albert, yours next. How did you get on against Cardiff on Saturday, Ryan? So I, I was, I've been injured for the last two weeks, so I come up for 20 minutes. Unfortunately, we was down 2-1 when I came on. But I came on for 10 minutes at centre-half and I've done 10 minutes at centre-forward just to get my feet back in. But the lads were trying hard and let's get back a result, but it was a tough game. To be fair, there's nothing in it. But yeah, we lost 2-1. Oh, that's a shame. I haven't actually like heard it. that result. That, that question was for me because I missed the result, so I appreciate you letting okay, us know. Yeah. No, unlucky there. Um, 
okay. Uh, this is a bit of a, a bit of a dodgy question in some ways. Yeah. Because obviously, there's certain things you can't really talk about as as, a, as yeah. a, even at your age. But basically, I'm sure you probably saw it. There was paper talk uh, early days when you were sort of yeah. signing contracts, effectively, of, of the likes of Man City being interested in you. If we don't talk sort of specifics, I mean, yeah. Did you feel that Palace represent a better option for for someone like yourself at this point in your career? Definitely. I mean, the history speaks for itself. The players that have come through and gone on in different stages in the career, I'm hoping to step Palace in, at the moment. And that's the best place to learn your trade. I don't want to... A lot of kids go elsewhere. Obviously, I don't want to name names. but And they just get <laughs> lost. They become another player. But That's it. I mean, we, obviously, we, we've seen a lot of that at Palace. And I'm sure there's... there's yeah. like, you, you know, we would we might mention... <laughs> but, um, yeah. he's a very very good example yeah. of that, but um, yeah, no, that's that's good to hear. I mean, obviously we we hear we hear that being said by the coaching staff and a lot of that, but yeah, I think some, nah, some, is, yes. yeah, I'd say sometimes it's fans Palace take pride in their youngsters. That's that's what we a lot of us love, you know. And we we put our yeah. time into it, and they give the time back, so we respect that. Oh, that's that's br- that's mm. great to hear. Thanks, mate. Okay, obviously you do find yourself at Palace now. And when do you see yourself pushing for a first team place, run? As soon as possible. Whenever the gaffer thinks I'm ready, I'm ready. I'll just keep training I'll, wherever they see me fit at the moment, which is in the U team, so I'll do my job there. And then if I do get the push, I get the push, and I'll just keep on from there. So it's not up to me, really. I'm always ready. Mm. Okay. So what are the best and worst things about being a footballer, Ryan? I've had a little taster for the jobs around the training ground, and to be fair, I don't think they are the best. <laughs> I'll say they're the worst <laughs> things. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, I, I just love it. I've always loved it since a kid, so I couldn't really see the best thing. I just love it all. But playing on a match day and, like, helping out your teammates and stuff is just the best. You know, when you win and the, the vibe amongst the lads, we've got a palace at the moment, it's just great. So there's nothing better than that at the moment. No, that's, Certainly that's, the level of, of enthusiasm we like to hear. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I say, from from my perspective, it's quite nice looking in on that because you can see... Uh, a, a good team spirit at youth level. I mean, all the banter going around on Twitter makes me laugh. I have to say, but you yeah, can see no, it's great. Team. No, it's cause, yeah, it's always hard for obviously. It's kind of it's not always easy to settle in, but the boys just made me feel at home straight away. You know, obviously yeah. I'm a, quite a lot younger and few of them, but they just took me in. It's like family at Palace. That's the difference. That's why we turn over quite a big, few big clubs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's obviously something to be very proud of. I mean, but I say for you. I mean, obviously being, being your age, I mean, you don't get a lot of centre halves really coming through coming through the way you have I suppose yeah. um, so I can't think of, of, too, of too many at Palace who have made an impact from the youth team until sort of into their 20s yeah. really so I mean you're probably the first that I can remember watching Palace who's, who's sort of jumped ahead like that I mean have you yeah, um, just, I think it's just trust yeah mm. I think it's a bit of trust because at the bigger clubs they're, they're worried about saving face if he comes in and makes a little mistake like the coach gets this the coach gets that like Lucky enough, Gary and Fred, who was 16's manager at the time, just tr- t- trusted yeah. me, took me away, and I've, I've done a job, hopefully. And then just gone on from there, so it's been a bit of trust, I'd say. Ah, oh, that's brilliant, mate. Okay. Listen, thanks very much for that. That's excellent stuff. We're yeah. just going to give you the, the usual sort of quick-fire questions we give yeah. everyone. Yeah. And uh, that starts with me. With the, I'm just going to ask you who your best mate at Palace is. I couldn't really say my best mate. Obviously, Gus being my age, who's been away with England, so I'll probably have to say Gus. No, right. most so. yeah. yeah. And who's your favourite first team player? I haven't really got a favourite, but I do look up to Paddy and he, he does spoke to him a bit and stuff, so yeah, he's 
Mm. Obviously, playing my position and stuff, I look up to Paddy being a captain at the club. Definitely. Who's uh, who's the worst dresser? Who wears some wafty outfits? Or some uh, rascal gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, proper rascal gear. Uh, we've had a few in and out. I think I would have to say Vance Bowler with his dodgy foot. <laughs> he can't find a trainer to fit him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he takes he takes a lot of stick on this show. Yeah, he, he takes on the team to be fair. Who's <laughs> <laughs> got the worst taste in music then? Worst taste in music? Yeah. A lot of the lads hide to be fair when it comes to playlists, so uh I'm not sure. I haven't really got an answer for that one. Music okay. wise. Everyone's really into the same thing kind of thing of right. Yeah. Okay, and um whose village is missing their idiot at the moment? <laughs> mm, I don't know, there's a few. I think Vance could pop up again. <laughs> he, he could pop up again. But he, he's a good idiot, he is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's going to have to defend himself at some point, I think. <laughs> 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 I have to think and answer your questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> okay, no. Nice. Um, finally, who would you say the, the biggest joker is, uh, in your experience? Um, it's a mixture. You either got your Charlie Man who does his solo act, or you got Dumb and Dumber, Nighty, uh, Cole Knight, and Dan Pringle. It's a, it's a tie between both of them. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Do they know you call yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> Dan and Nighty. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. That's, that's brilliant, mate. Out, I think. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, listen, mate, that's absolutely brilliant. Thanks so much for doing that. And, uh, Thank you very much, yeah. And, um, but obviously, hopefully, yeah. we'll get to speak to you again soon as well. And, um, yeah, definitely, yeah. Great yeah. stuff. Appreciate it, mate. Oh, thank you very much. Absolutely top, lad. Brilliant stuff. Absolutely brilliant. Okay. We've, um, what we're going to do now, we've got a new feature for you. And, uh, oh, it's some, something of a quiz. Um, and we haven't really prepared in any way for this at all. Um, and, yeah, we're going to apologise in advance because it's bound not to work. So we're just going to give it a go. I'm going to probably hand over to Mikey to, to start the, 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 the feed on this. Welcome to Homestale Radio Quiz. I'm your host this evening, Palace Guard. Chris, over to you to explain the rules. Ah, I see. I have to explain the rules. That's the first surprise. <laughs> okay, <laughs> obviously, the, the, those of us presenting today, that's, that's myself, Ben, Albert and John, uh, are going to uh, going to answer a series of questions. Um, Mark is on representing the listeners, and we're going to try and get a different one of you uh, wonderful people on every week. Uh, to compete against us uh, there's five questions five points uh, we'll all be ans- answering our questions individually but we'll be writing down our answers we won't be saying them out loud because then Albert will copy me um, ok and uh, once, once the quiz is over we'll do another circuit of the answers and we'll see how we all get on ok who's ready when I say poll you say radio poll radio poll radio Radio. Oh, Hole. radio. What? <laughs> That's not worth at all. Radio, I said. Will you listen? Okay, everybody, get a pen and paper ready. Here we go. 
Question one. Who is the club's leading goal scorer of all time? Hmm, I know that one. Everyone all got their answer right, move on. Question one. Who is the club's leading goal scorer of all time? Yep, you've done that one. Yeah, you've done that one. Question two. Who scored in the player final versus West Ham in 2004? Oh. Oh, I know oh, that one. This is going well. Yeah. I like it when Mikey writes the questions. He's an idiot. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Question three. Who recently commented on how good our academy is? Ah, see, I know that as well. people do. Yeah, I see. Oh. Me. It's me. You write me down. Question four. Which year did we move to Selhurst Park? Oh, sugar. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. Mm, mm, no cheating. Um, I, I, I've, I've picked a year. Anyone need that repeated? No. Okay. What's, right. What was the academy question? Uh, the academy question was I don't know Mikey can you question the three question? who recently commented on how good our academy is mm. Mm. how long have you got <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a bit of a clue that one was in uh, it was in an article in I think it was the South London Press or potentially Croydon Guardian question five question five question five which player five? came to Palace when Birmingham brought Clinton Morrison Uh-huh. Oh, can we have that question again? Question five. Which player came to Palace when Birmingham brought Clinton Morrison? Okay, everyone, you've written down all your answers, but are they correct? Let's find out. Yes. Question one. What answer did you put? The listener. Mark, that's you. Hi there. I put uh, Simpson, Peter Simpson. Okay. Albert. I had Steffi Graf for that one. (laughs) (laughs) She is up there. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Benno! <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, it. Uh, Chris. I had Peter Simpson. Jono! Uh, I went for Clinton Morrison. What? <laughs> okay then. Well. The answer was Peter Simpson. Yay! Uh, uh, yeah. Alright. Sure, okay. it's not Steffi Graf. I. Do you know yeah. what? It was her or Simpson. And I just couldn't make my mind up. <laughs> I was. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> unlucky though, unlucky. Okay, Ross, what was question two? Question two. What answer did you put? Jono! Uh, Neil Shipley. Chris. I put Neil Shipley. Benno! <laughs> Neil Shipley. About the 63rd minute, I think. Albert. Oh. Oh, I went for Russ Abbott on this one. <laughs> <laughs> the listener. Yeah, uh, ships. Mm. The answer was... Neil Shipley. Neil Shipley, Neil. Neil Shipley, Neil. Oh, Question God. three. What answer did you put, Albert? I put Ryan Innes, which is technically <laughs> correct. <laughs> the listener. Oh, please. The listener. Uh, 1924, I think. Benno! <laughs> Wrong question, mate. <laughs> you can't have that. It was question three. Ah, oh, well, you know. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Benno! <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't get that answer. Chris! Oh. I put Graham Taylor. Jono! I, I went for Graham as Taylor, too. The answer was Graham Taylor. Nice. Question four. What answer did you put? Jono! Uh, 1918. Chris. I put 1924. The listener. 24. Benno. 1924. Albert. I've just put seven. The answer was <laughs> 1924. Oh. Question five. What answer did you put? The listener. Uh, AJ, Andy Johnson. Albert. I've got, um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Benno! <laughs> <laughs> I've got Andy Johnson as well. Chris! Oh, Andrew Johnson. Jono! Uh, yeah, AJ. Andy Johnson. The answer was... Andy Johnson. Du, 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 du. <laughs> Andy Johnson. Du, 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 du. Andy Johnson. Here's an update on how the scores stand. Okay, so who's the real Nigel? Who got all five correct? That nuts Nigel right here. Hello? Hello? That's a rubbish score. Number four, what? Claude Davies. Who got four? I got four. Oh, well done. Struth, somebody's cheated. I hope we're not in the bottom three. Who got three correct? Yeah, I got three. Good on ya. That's a ripper score for you. Yeah, okay, who got two correct? Who's the Fairweather fan? <laughs> okay, did anyone get one correct? If so, get out. Get out right now. Close your door on the way out. Can't open it. <laughs> did you not have one for zero, Mikey? Which ding bat well didn't get any then? Are you a Brighton fan in disguise? <laughs> well done, Albert. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Brian Innes was technically correct. Yeah, actually, I, I don't know. He recently commented how he good did he just say that. We're going to give Albert a Very point good. for Ryan Innes. All right, we're going to. I'm going to overrule there. Albert got a point for Ryan Innes. Thank you. Uh, question three. And I've got a feeling he may have been slightly deliberately stupid on some of the other questions, but let's <laughs> not go into that now. He really okay. <laughs> did his absolute best. Okay, brilliant stuff. Um, I think we're just going to say good. Does Ross say goodbye now, Mikey? 
No, no, he doesn't. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Ross. Bye. Bye. Good night. I do want to actually really genuinely want to thank Ross for doing that. That's Palace Guard, by the way. Um, you know, obviously we've been waiting for another five minutes down under for some time, but uh, they haven't been able to record one. But he was kind enough to do that at very short notice today, which was much appreciated. Thank you, Ross. And um, okay, listen, we're going to move on and uh, and hopefully try and get hold of uh, Nick Gussett just to do a qu- another quick feature, which is um, a discussion with you, the Homestyle users. So we're going to try and give him a call live, I believe. The web users, that is, by the way. It is the web users. No, not, not just not... users. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah, that's something else. Hello. Hello, oh. Nick. I mean, How are I'm... you? All right? <laughs> I'm fine, yeah. <laughs> trying to catch your bank details and sort code. <laughs> Good evening, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's I'm, I'm not allowed to mention Lewis and Eagle. And you're all. not. So He's... If I say Lewis and Eagle, <laughs> I'm not actually saying Lewis and Eagle. <laughs> Okay, you have so I'll say hello to Eagles fan, Fubar, Newport, Regal Eagles, <laughs> Second Chance, CPFC, Serial Thriller, Yorkie Loves, CPFC, and her left tit, but not Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, good stuff. And are they all in the chat room with you, were they? Yeah, yeah. It's Must empty this week. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Okay, mate, brilliant. Well, I told you the questions earlier on, so there's no real surprises there unless I change them at moments notice. So we're just going right. to do, do a quick Q&A with you. So, okay, I cool. I can hear my own voice coming back. Anyway, um, so, first question. What made you support Palace? Uh, well, like who? Uh, my mother, really, when I was younger. Um, started taking me when I was six. I think it was about 1975, against Rotherham in the old third division. And my granddad supported them. And from the area, so that was local team. None of this glory chasing. Let's support whoever's at the top malarkey that we've got now. So yeah, it was just kind of a family thing, and okay. uh, it's carrying on through the generations. Uh, good stuff. Okay. Next question. I've, got I've, I've, I've I don't just know answered the. Um, Sorry, I don't know where this has come from, but <laughs> we've got. What is your yeah. favourite kind of beef? Oh, that, My that was. What? That wasn't a question in there at all. What, uh, Mikey, Mikey, what have you done? The next question. What was that a question? Question two. Go, we'll have to what go with it. My favourite kind of beef. My favourite kind of beef. Yeah, what is yeah. your favourite kind question of beef? Question two. Yeah. Don't know why, but. My favourite kind of beef. Oh, jerky. It's amusing beef. <laughs> <laughs> My missus is in bed going, you don't like that. You don't like that. <laughs> sounds like she's giving you some beef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no jerky. No, no, just jerky. <laughs> um, I think we best uh, best move, move on. on. Really. Yeah, apart from you... being apart from being asked what your favourite beef is live on radio, what is your most memorable moment? My most memorable moment could be anything. Oh. It could be palace related. I think it is palace related. Oh. I, it's when I lost my memory when I fell off the garage <laughs> roof. I was up in Bromley Hospital and didn't know how I got there. <laughs> threw a bowl of Rice Krispies across the room because I wanted me mum. That was quite memorable. <laughs> but, <laughs> that last week. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, no, the, um, yeah, the thing I can't remember is the thing I remember most, which is weird, really. It's <laughs> quite peculiar. Okay, okay um, it is. Uh, palace moment. Yeah, go on. Most memorable Palace moment. Um, probably the Liverpool... When we beat them 4-3, I wasn't there, but I was in the lounge. I hurt the ankle jumping up and down, laughing at Kenny <laughs> Dalglish. That was quite good. Yeah. 
<laughs> he loves an atmosphere. He, he's being bees He's, he's all he? over an atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Come I just think of his sideways rocking chair when I think of Russ Abbott. Wouldn't it be good if a manager had to sit in sideways rocking chairs and rock from side to side rather than just <laughs> in a technical area? <laughs> it's all gone a bit surreal in here today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John, your question, quick. Uh, is Dougie the man for the job at Palace? Sorry, boring question. He is. I think he is. He is. I like Dougie. He's a Palace man through and through, and I get a different vibe than I did with Peter Taylor. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Again, he was one of my earlier heroes, but I think... Yeah, no, <laughs> Peter... Dougie Friedman's doing it. Doing all right. Yeah. We haven't lost at home since God knows how long. I haven't been to a away game, so it might be tainting my... Um, Vision but it is. It's, it no, he's all right. I think it's like Steve Cobble when he started. He was um, we weren't doing too well then, and we gave him a bit of time. We need to let him go, carry on. Even if we go down, let him carry on. Let's have a bit of longevity, and you know, I think so. And in the manager's position, and uh, you know, let him learn his trade. And uh, and talking of Cobble, I suspect that might be your answer to your next the next question. But you might surprise me. And it's who's the best uh, manager you've seen at Palace, and why? Controversially, the best I've seen us play under a manager was when we had to beat Bruce. I think yeah. it was a game against Norwich. Yeah. And we were defending from the front. It was wonderful to watch. And I've never seen us play like that before or since. So, it was a... It was, well, I can't swear. Well, I can say game yeah. tech, so. You've got seven minutes until you can swear properly. All oh, right, uh, okay. We can't really swear. What about out the podcast? Long? Uh, you can swear on the podcast, but it's still going out live, so we don't win, really. Okay. Um, but what if somebody Mike, listens to the podcast in the morning? Uh, Mikey has to beep it. The more, actually, the more people swear, the more work he has to do after the show. So I'm not that fast, but oh, he's, he's sending poor, me some messages now. Mikey. He's swearing yeah. me in chat. On okay, that's fair enough. No, I think we'll we'll, we'll leave the chat. What language enough. is that? In, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's our <laughs> little secret code. Yeah. That's no, seriously. Um, favorite manager. Might have a terror of Venables, actually, because, you know, we had good times under him. He didn't yeah, do us first time many favours afterwards. Posthumously, it was a bit of a, um, beep. Um, there yes. you go, Mike, he did that <laughs> for you. Um, yeah, but, you know, it was exciting times. Yeah, okay, exciting mate. Exciting times. Benjamin, last question. Hello, right, yeah. Last question <laughs> for you, quite simply. How do you see the club's future? Um... Same as usual, up, down, up, down. Never a dull moment. It's always been that way. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be yeah, more, more of a bungee than a roller coaster. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but more of the same. I don't think we can complain too much about that. At least it's interesting. And we're building and, uh, for the future, I think. We're not going to, you know, waste all our money buying superstars. Yeah. You know. Well, that, I think Dougie said it, and that sort of stuff never works for us, really. No. Okay, Nick. This, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of you now. You've you've been you've done really well for us and, and spent plenty of time and uh, and got some interesting yeah. stuff out of you and some confusing questions about beef that I really haven't quite got to the bottom to bottom of yet. Uh, can I can I change my mind on that answer? It's actually Bourguignon. Ah, Bourguignon, Birth Bourguignon. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that birth. is fair. Um. I'm just sorry, I'm being distracted by something. No, that's fine. Listen, thanks a lot, Nick. And, uh, right, take care. Can't and we'll speak to work. you again soon, hopefully, mate. Cheers, buddy. Thank oh, you. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.
Okay, guys. Well, listen, we're gonna we're gonna most likely overrun tonight. So if you were hoping to watch anything on TV, don't you dare go away. If the listening figures drop too much, they're probably not that high as it is. If they drop too much, <laughs> then we will have to go. But um, but the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna give uh, give another call to to Matt Packham, who we've spoken to previously, and he's just got a few uh, points he wants to make. So we're just gonna call him live. It's very tense. It is. I'm, I'm concerned. It's like who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> Not the tension. <laughs> I really don't like that. <laughs> Nothing. Nowhere. No? Okay, no. We, 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 might, might get, we might have to give he's up. He's a glee fan. He's a glee fan. He's, he's a glee fan. We knew it. Ousted. Okay, Mikey, yeah, let's let's forget that idea, and uh, we will move swiftly on to. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is good. Okay, mate, brilliant. Okay, well, listen, we um open discussion earlier on was uh, whether or not we were going to drop David Wright, um, and well, the thread was called David Wright has to be dropped. Uh, we phrased it slightly different. We talked about whether his performances warranted that. But the, the thread, ha- David Wright has to be dropped, was started by, by Block G Eagle. And I'll uh, try and read this out as best I can. It says, now I really try and get behind every Palace player before I say this. But seriously, why is this guy starting every single game at the moment? I've not seen one game this season where I thought he stood out or played particularly well. His passing is simply awful, hasn't got a clue going forward, and above all, he doesn't seem to even get stuck in with tackles, which is the main reason he's on the pitch. All I'm saying is there's so many better options. Bring Dan's in the middle with KG, who has defensive qualities anyway, and either put Scannell or even give Zaha another go. I just get so annoyed every time he gets the ball and lumps it into no man's land, hoping he finds a Palace player. I've seen part of threads on here over the last few weeks saying he played well, doing a good job, but I really don't see this. Now, obviously we've all got our opinions on this subject, and uh, I think Mark wanted uh, wanted to say most about this, didn't you, Mark? So, uh, <laughs> so... Uh, my favourite topic. <laughs> is you, you said before we started you wanted to talk about it. So what's, what's your opinion on the David Wright situation? <laughs> right, well, as far as I, uh, from what I've seen on the pitch, he's, um, he's basically a fullback playing in midfield. He's not playing yeah. in his correct position. He's filling yeah. in for Marrow, from what I can make out from the way the team is set out. And to me, he's just being a bit of a scapegoat. You know, if it's not Calvin Andrew or somebody else, then uh, Palace fans have to get stuck into a certain individual and blame them. And the other week it's Paddy for a penalty and yeah. he's not good enough to be captain. And this week it's right and the previous week was probably right. And uh, and when Calvin was with us, it was Calvin. And, you know, it's just, it's like, you know, yeah, I think you it. Make, it's, it's the sort of... And uh, they need a scapegoat. Everyone needs a scapegoat, and at the moment he's, you know, he is that person. But he's not. He's not the greatest player that's ever obviously graced the turf. But you know, uh, Freeman picks a team. He knows what he's doing. He watches him in training. He's got. He's got to know. uh, I don't know what he sees in him, but he's got to see something. So uh, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm sort of in the sort of. 50-50, sort of. I feel a bit sorry for him. I don't think yeah. he's particularly he's good enough, but I think he's doing a job that you know he's specifically be given to do by Doogie, and uh, he's doing his best, but he ain't a great player, no. So if Alan Eagles yeah. listening, 
I expect a kind of verbal assault when I see him next. But uh, I know what I've got a point to make on this actually. Yeah, in my opinion, I think we, we, as we said, he's there to fill in for Alex Marrow, and unfortunately, we're seeing that his injury is taking longer to recover than initially thought. So you might have seen uh, today that it's going to take another four weeks before he comes back. Um, but you know, David Wright is a, is a Palace player, and he's there doing a job. He's played over 430 games in his career. You know, for a range of clubs, he knows what he's doing. So for the younger players like Zaha and Klein, you know, that's got to be a bonus. So I think at the moment, we'll wait for Marrow to get back. But he's, he's there, he's doing a job. He's a Palace player, so we need to get behind him. Yeah, I, saw I, think... Marrow, I saw Marrow down at the training ground today, and he looks about as likely to play again this season as you or me. So, to be quite honest, uh, I'd write him off for the season, but yeah, yeah I think yeah, it, it was yeah, pretty yeah, sad. It was a pretty sad state of affairs for such a young guy, but yeah, I think that's he had the way that it is. cast put on today, didn't he? To uh, yeah, he was walking around in this great boot, the sort of boot that you'd have after you've had a break in your leg or something, just to yeah, yeah. take a bit of the pressure off. Yeah, a bit sad, really. Uh, I think the guy uh, uh, on the on Homestale, Sergeant Vilko, his, his usual name, is actually sort of um, identified the injury early on today and said it's, uh, it's to do with cartilage and he has to restrict movement in the um, in the foot, otherwise it just keeps getting worse. So I think that's that's probably probably what it is. But you know they're saying three weeks, but they've been saying sort of two weeks for the last couple of months. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's possi- you possibly he's coming back. Then he does. Yeah. It's a shame, really. Um, listen, we, we could probably talk more about that, but I don't think we should. There's plenty been said on the boards about it. Um, I don't want to sort of get too much further before going to, to the emails people have been sending in. So uh, the first thing, uh, Yorkie wanted to shout out. So a big shout out to Yorkie, and uh, nice to see you again on Saturday. Uh, although you do always seem to be drinking something every time I've seen you. But not, not casting any aspersions at all on that. Why would I? Now, I'm going to read out this first email. I've noticed who it's from, and I've got a feeling they're not a real person. They've got a feeling they're just not a real person. Let's see how it goes anyway. It says, good show, lads. I listen on my commute to work. Do you think Wright has been made a scapegoat at Palace? Well, we've answered that, I think. But uh, and says, I'm not saying he's brilliant, but he does a steady job in front of the back four. No coincidence that our home form has improved since Wright was switched to the holding role. Kind regards, <laughs> Wilma Fingerdo. Oh, Wilma <laughs> Fingerdo. It's a, it's a good joke name. Congratulations on that wonderful, wonderful joke name. I think we've obviously we've just covered that, and I would say, yes, he is, to some extent, the scapegoat, as Mark said. Uh, and he does deserve credit for the for the improvement under Friedman, um, for playing out of position and for doing the job he's asked to do. But yes, he is weak in possession and, and potentially we have better options. And uh, straight straight in with the next one, Albert, if you're on the right page. Seems to be very food-based today. Uh, Fubar <laughs> wants to know what are our stances on cabbage. Well, mm. it's... I know, mate, it's every week. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say we physically stand on cabbage, but I see what's happening now. Um, you know what? I, it's an underrated vegetable. That's mm. all I'm going to say. It's an underrated bit, vegetable. Bit of olive oil, bit of garlic, fry it up. Lovely. <laughs> I think we're covering the subjects that matter. Can we have that as a sort of a uh, as a as a tagline <laughs> for the show? In fact, just go straight for it. Covering cabbage. Do you want the next one from Second Chance CPFC? Yeah, why not? He wants to know, is snot cold? Mm. <laughs> Can be. Depends, Can how, be. depends how old it is. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do your own research, research there, second chance CPFC. We're fed up with you. Just do some work. Um, before we go any further, I want to try and get hold of Matt again, uh, if possible, Mikey. So if you want to try and, uh, try and give him a bell. 
sense once more. Here it comes. Here it comes. Let me rephrase that. Here he arrives. That's not any better, Chris. It isn't, is it? Um, I have to have a think about that. Only I had some time, Matt. I mean, he's, he's in Where are you? Is, is Matthew Where Packham are... a relation of Chris Packham from Autumn Watch? <laughs> Yeah, I, Chris Packham's hair disturbs me. It's a different Chris subject Packham. entirely. But do, do you remember when he was in the Really Wild show? Do you remember that, Ben? No, you don't, do you? Too young. <laughs> but he used to have uh, spiky blonde hair. Now it's... Yeah, he uh, like, used to look like the singer out of Roxette. That's correct. He did look like the singer. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. But now... I don't know, now he's just... He's lost all that verve, that life, through having died brown. It's over. Not letting him join. Sorry, Matt. We'll catch up with you another time, um, and I'm sure the the subject will still be going. So I'm un- unlucky there, mate. But we will come back to you. And uh, I think the next thing is for me. It's a Skype contact from Coolfield Seven, and it says, "What players do you think will not be here at the start of the next the next season?" Cristiano uh, Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, 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 there's an awful lot of players we could go. If we're gonna take the question like that, we could be here a while. Um Russ Abbott. Russ Abbott, yeah, and he is he's a big loss. Um big, big loss. No, I think we've had we've had similar questions before and we've talked before about the fact it will depend on what division we're in and I think it's looking quite good for us staying up and I think we, we I still think it's in the balance whether we'll keep uh, Neil Dans and I think perhaps uh, Klein might be off um, rightly seeking a, a higher level because I think he's he's proved himself now I think he's playing plays 100 games I think it is Dar- uh, uh, Barnsley so you can't you can't really complain about that but though, I think those two are probably the, the ones under threat and then possibly lose some fringe players uh, potentially the likes of Andrew and Ndai might be off um, or, or not offer new deals Kieran Dejali hasn't signed his uh, offered contract, I don't believe, so so he also could be off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's a danger of, of losing a lot more than that if we go down, but I don't think we can worry too much about that. I think just got to get the season underway, and uh, I'll, I'll leave that one there. So, Ben, next. Yeah, we've got an email in from Fubar. He says, Hi, Hole Radio. If someone smelt of cabbage, would you still like them? I don't know where these, <laughs> where these cabbage questions are going, but... It's it's important to have a theme. Is that uh, a Savoy cabbage? <laughs> I think I can answer that one to be honest. Foo, but I do still I do still like you, even though you smell of cabbage. <laughs> I do know where that uh, smell of cabbage thing came from. It was during an Foo incident bar. where someone got remo- removed from the um, removed from the website once more, which is a shame. Okay, uh, we've not got too many left. Uh, we want to get through them all before the we bomb. end. Great. Uh, we we <laughs> we will. Well, I don't think I'll be saying that one. Uh, John, I think yours is the next one. Yep, it's from uh, Nicholas Gillard, who says, "What match day superstitions do you lot have?" What match day superstitions do you lot have? Hmm. Oh, well, Fifteen I'll... pints of Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good superstition. That's much better than mine. Um, I, I will I'll answer next. I'm going to come to you all. But um, my only superstition is if we had a good result. I've, I've got a, the home and the away shirt. If we've got a good result, I stick with the same shirt. I do wash it, but I will wear the same shirt until until that shirt becomes unlucky and I'm not mental. 
Any other su- anyone else for superstitions, or we'll move on? I, I do have a superstition. Actually, I have two. One, obviously, is... Well, my day is pretty standard. I'm on Palace Radio before the game, and afterwards I'm always in the cherry trees. But my one superstition I had this season was uh, when we last... After we last got beaten in October at home, I uh, forgot my press pass for the next game. And uh, I was given a temporary one, which goes around your wrist, and I kept it on for the entire time until it fell off. And that was about two months. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to have a quick break because I believe we've got someone ringing up to talk to us. Christ, I think. Hello. Hello. Yeah, no. Hello, who's that? Hello, it's Matt. Oh, Matt. Finally. <laughs> 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 Third time's a charm. Quicker than I thought there, and we just sat there in silence for a short period of time. But never mind, eh? Bliss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate, listen, um, we haven't got a amount of time. We should have finished at least eight minutes ago, but we're going to g- give you a chance to say what you want to say, so go right ahead. That's cool, man. Um, no, last week uh, we, were, we brought up, well, I saw you brought up the coach, um, coach prices for Palace. Mm. Um, I mean, I've been getting the coach, well, got it all season up until about two weeks ago. Um, when one of our mates saw the prices for Burnley, um, £38, we thought, there's no way that we're paying that. So we looked into every option, even like flying up there, but that was too expensive. Anyway, we came up with the idea of a minibus, mm. and so we just thought we'd get that, and it literally came to £12 each, um, whereas the coach, you know, £38, we're all thinking, what the hell? I mean, and they had a 62-seater, and mm. 18 people got on it. Yep. Yeah, it's um, it's got slightly insane that the coach stuff at Palace. So I think I think it's, I was talking to to John before we started. He, he mentioned your query, and um, obviously I, I, I'm involved in the the ticketing forum, and we've had a discussion about about coaches in general. Yeah. So looking to to run the coaches to home games, and over the course of a season, the the club lo- tend to lose money on coaches, and it, it's mm. similar to what you say. They're hiring a massive coach and not filling it, and then sometimes they're you know, and sometimes they are filling it completely. It's, it just doesn't. It's difficult for them to predict what will happen from a, on a game-to-game basis, really. Um, yeah, I mean, who actually sets the prices? Um, that's a good question. I think I think it just comes between um, sort of the, the the box office manager and um, potentially up to, up to the the chief exec. Really, they sort of agree on what the sensible price would be. But obviously, they've got um, they've got a specific company they use. Um, to, to book these coaches, um, and th- yeah. I guess that they have some sort of a deal on it, but well, for whatever reason, it's it's not make it's not making the money. Put it that way, and they're, they're having trouble offsetting their costs. So quite often you get you get a coach that's massively oversubscribed, so they're having to turn people away. Uh, and yeah. they, were they able to get a, a larger coach? But it's at what point they make that call? Because quite often you yeah. get um, you get you so a group of people will will leave it to the game a day before the game and say, oh, we all want to come on the coach. And you think, well, because you've left it so long, we can't possibly can't possibly react. It's you know what I mean. I, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm starting to sound like I'm making excuses for the club. They, I, I do think it's probably fair to say they could do it better. Um, yeah. But it's one of those subjects that's very, very, very difficult for them. Um, there, there is another side to it. Um, but I think, I think someone like yourself, it's, it's good to bring that subject up. And I think certainly the way the club is now, you can possibly have a direct 
dialogue with the club on the subject. You know, yeah, I mean, go on. Um, no, literally, I think if the prices were lowered, you'd get a hell of a lot more people on there, and I think they'd make more money for it. But I mean, you know, if there's two sides to the story, there's two t- two sides to it. But we'll have yeah. to uh, see how it yeah. goes. <laughs> I, th- I think I think you I think it's something you you personally you should potentially take up with the club and and you know they they need this sort of feedback and I'll, I'll tell you in the ticketing briefing not not one of us really had any experience of the um of the away coach system well yeah. a few people full few people are regulars and, and know exactly how it works but he's cut off so, now. Just, so say again he's cut off oh yeah. hello hello are you still hello. there. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Listen, well, I think we'll probably just wrap that up. This, you know, it's a very good point to make, and there is a problem, and yeah. it is, and it isn't affordable for for people depending on the journey. Um, yeah, I, think, I know. I think people will go the way you're going, and that's organising it for themselves. Uh, yeah, no, we'll sort something out. But I think home trip wise, um, the club are, are pushing that. So yeah, that'll be good, man. Yeah, swings and roundabouts, really. You see how it pans out. Okay, listen, Matt. Thanks for your call. Yeah. Sorry. For yeah, the technical problems and uh, that's right. Like, no one smokes, mate. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> well done. Well done. See you no later. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. <laughs> How do you bring that up? Um, okay, listen, we're we're we're. Uh, I think we've top. skimmed over a major fact there, Chris. Yeah, you go ahead, John. That nobody smokes. No one. No one. No, no one. I don't smoke, John. I don't. No. Okay. Um, anyway, listen. Let's um, let's try not to be too surreal to end the show. Um, we've got something at the bottom here that I'm going to read out, and I've got to be careful how I read it. Um, well, we 13 minutes past nine. Just I'm going to stick with the first. I don't think part. it needs the end bit. It yeah, doesn't yeah. Need the really. It just says a big shout out to my lover Ben. See you later, sexy. Now, just to clarify, it is I said those words, but. It's not me, <laughs> the sentiment. I just wanted to make that clear. And uh, and the final question says, as it looks like Alex Marrow won't be playing for a good few weeks, any chance of getting him on whole radio? We'll ask if we can track him down. We ask everyone. Yeah, good go. Yeah. No shame. No shame at all. And, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> Listen, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up there. We had loads more. Um, we didn't think we had enough for the show. It turns out we got far too much. Always happens that way. <laughs> uh, but, hope, but fortunately, most of it was quite boring. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Next week we do have the international break, but um, we've saved the Barnsley preview for that, and uh, we're hoping to talk to a special guest. If that happens, we'll let you know during the week, and uh, it would be a very special guest, and uh, you'd They're certainly have yeah. questions. Um, but we will be pushing that, and Ben's going to go and track that person down uh, mm-hmm. at his home this evening. He's actually uh, on his way there now. <laughs> yes, that's why he's. <laughs> Um, but listen, thanks very much for listening. Uh, do download the podcast as well because we got some extra bits on there where I um, generally swear and fail to read things correctly, which uh, which has been good. And uh, yeah, obviously keep in touch and um, bye to everyone. Thanks to all my co-presenters and thanks to Mark for coming on. And uh, we'll catch up with you next week. You bloody okay. god. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points.
perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.